Welcome to the second episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. Today, we're going to talk about an upcoming port of call for the Disney Magic, Reykjavik and Akureyri, Iceland. But first, we're going to cover some news from last week. Disney recently announced the return of a day of frozen fun aboard the Disney Magic and Disney Wonder for summer sailings in Alaska and Europe. Specific dates weren't really announced, nor were they last year. A day of frozen fun includes the atrium of the Magic and Wonder being transformed. It's adorned with icicles and other frozen-inspired decorations. They have a maypole activity for the kids in the atrium. They have... The one cool thing they offered was the uh, Anna and Elsa's Chocolate Chase. It's a scavenger hunt around the ship looking for different icons. Uh, vinyl clings placed around the ship. You go and find it, you're right down where you find it. And then you turn in the, your uh, entry form and then you get a reward, which is, interestingly enough, not chocolate. It's a Rice Krispie Treat with Anna and Elsa Chocolate Chase logo on it. There's a Frozen-inspired dinner menu. And the evening is capped off with a Freezing the Night Away deck party, which uh, we have video over on the website, and I'll link in the show notes. Additionally, they're going to be doing the uh, exclusive port adventures with Anna and Elsa. In other news, Disney Paris announced some leadership changes, which will result in Tom Wobler returning to Disney Cruise Line. He was one... He was with the cruise line for the uh, launch of the Wonder, Dream, and Fantasy and is returning to help oversee the fleet expansion with uh, ships 5 and 6 launching in 2021 and 2023. That's about all for the news this week. Moving along, we're going to talk about the uh, Icelandic ports of Reykjavik and Akureyri. I might have said that right. I don't know. You did say that right. That sounds great. Excellent. Hi, everyone. It's Mrs. DCL Blog and... Cutie Pie. Cutie Pie, daughter Isabel. So which port would you like to talk about first? I would say let's talk about Reykjavik. Let's All do right. it. Reykjavik's Reykjavik is really cool because in 2015 and again in 2016 and 17, the Disney Magic is overnighting in Reykjavik. Now this offers, this is in the summer, so if you're not familiar with the region, the sun doesn't really set. And you can sleep on a bench in the middle of the night if that's what you want to do. You can sleep on the bench since you're overnighting and there's an open gangway all night. The one thing about this before we get into talking about the port in general is that with the overnight, you should find a way to take a nap because it's worth being outside at midnight, 1 a.m. When the sun sort of sets, it's kind of like it briefly dips below the horizon and comes right back up. It's beautiful at that time of night. And uh, if Agree. You, you don't want to be spending that time sleeping. For those of you that follow the blog, um, you guys will know that the Sanders family are seasoned cruisers. Um, so what 
we're not into the cruise ship excursions offered through DCL. Now, disclaimer on that, you do realize that there is some sort of responsibility. So people get worried about, oh, not booking through the cruise line because, you know, what if the ship leaves without me? So here's my disclaimer, because Scott was like this for a while until we finally got kind of got comfortable with being on enough cruises. So the first thing I will tell you about that is that is always going to be an issue. There is a chance that the cruise line could leave you. So you have to keep that in the back of your mind and pay attention to time. Okay. The other off chance of that is that most of these companies don't want you to miss your ship because it doesn't look good for them. And the one thing I can say about Reykjavik, of course, we tried it in the Caribbean first, but the one thing I can say about Reykjavik is Reykjavik Tours, the group we used in Reykjavik was, they're very well versed on doing all these tours. So the one thing that I can say about booking your own tour when you go to Reykjavik is that if you're overnighting there, the ship's not going to leave you. So that's really cool. So um, we made the decision long ago to book on our own. And Scott and Isabel and I all sat down together and we decided what we wanted to see. So it looked like the big thing in Reykjavik to see was the was to do the Golden Circle Tour. Now before the family chimes in, I'm going to give you guys some details. So the Golden Circle Tour hits the three highlights of Reykjavik, which is the um, Gullifoss Waterfall, the Thing Filler, um, Volcanic Rock area, you know, Volcano, yeah, I think so, and then the Geyser, um, and so on our own, it was through Reykjavik Tours, it was a six-hour tour, um, the adults were $135 a person, and kids were free, through DCL, it is an eight-hour tour, so it is a bit longer. Um, adults were $139 each, and children were $69, so $347. Um, so there, there was a savings with the kids being free. Now, my notes just say $135. It's possible that that was for two adults and not per adult. I'm not 100% sure, so... We either just saved $70 for the kids' fee or $212. I'd have to go back to Reykjavik Tours to be 100% sure. Maybe Scott can fact check me while I'm talking. Um, but, you know, we were, we were perfectly comfortable with going ahead and, and taking the Golden Circle Tour on our own. So um, we enjoyed that. We, the Reykjavik Tour buses have Wi-Fi, so that was pretty neat. Um, we, the first stop we made was at the volcano. Hey, Isabel, um, come on over because some people think that, you know, you were eight when you took the tour, right? Yeah. And some people think that, you know, kids wouldn't enjoy this stuff. And actually it was really fun because the geysers were really exciting. What did you think about the volcanic area? That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So you got to see a, a volcano area, right? Yeah. So... We did that first, and the second stop we went to um, was actually, was it Geyser? It was Geyser, wasn't it? Geyser, yeah. Yeah, and you really enjoyed Geyser. You got uh -huh. to see a little, and you and Dad got... Um, we got wet. You got mm -hmm. wet. 
They tell you not to stand in the spot. But we stand in the spot. But you stood in the spot anyway. Yep. Yeah, like. That was a thing. Like any good. So, just to fact check myself there, we paid $135 for the tour um, to adults. Kids were free. So, that was a savings of $212 over the same DCL excursion. So, just FYI, I went ahead and fact checked myself. Um, so, Isabel, come on back over here, babe. Yeah. So, we did the, we did the Golden Circle tour. Mm-hmm. We, we went to geyser and then after that what did you think of the waterfall that was big and very very beautiful very beautiful so you enjoyed that i think you and i took a lot of selfies there we did we took a lot a lot of selfies and we didn't we kind of excluded dad yeah people were getting wet there because they went by the spot where the waterfall was hitting almost it was very weird the the spray coming back yes so you saw a lot of beautiful sights on the Golden Circle tour. Yes, I did. And even though it was six hours long, you didn't think it was too long? It was kind of long, but it was beautiful and fun. Okay, so it was exciting for you to see in yeah. Iceland. So we missed a dinner that night because of the time that we got back, but we were prepared. Um, actually, Scott and I did Palo brunch that day. So that we were kind of fueled up, and then we just kind of brought protein bars and things with us. And Isabel um, did the same; it was fine, no problem. And then Isabel and I went back to bed while Scott went out and took some photos. Um, do you want to talk about that, Scott? About going out, meeting the guys on the port, <laughs> any of those fun things that you did? Got to you got to know security like you do. First of all, I went up on deck. And had some food. And I watched Remember the Titans. And then about 11.50 is when I headed ashore. I walked, uh, there's a little break wall there as you come into the into the port. Uh, went out there, group of guys out there fishing. I mean, it's not the uh, most photogenic port, but it offered some good, I mean... The sunset alone is doesn't matter where you are. And then about oh geez, one a.m. I was walked around, walked further down into the port area. That's where I met some port security. But they were nicer than the security you're used to, i.e., the Walt Disney Theater. Sir, are you supposed to be here? They're so much nicer than Disney Cruise security. Disney Cruise Security gets concerned when they see you out at four in the morning taking photos. All they did, they just asked for my ship card. Yeah. And they were cool. Good times. They told me, have fun. It was good. So you came back to bed. We were all sleeping. Um, And then uh, the next morning, since we overnighted there, uh, that was the day I think that I skipped the gym. And we decided that we were going to go to the other hot spot of Reykjavik, which was the Blue Lagoon. So just for comparison, um, if you're interested in going out on your own, the Blue Lagoon was $80 per adult. Kids were free. So $160 total. Um, DCL's was $139 per adult and $74 for kids or 
$2 total, and they gave you a 90-minute limit. So we saved $192, and the way that Reykjavik Tours does it is there is a departure time, and then they pick up every hour, so you could kind of come back whenever. So we boarded the bus and um, went out there, and they give you um, an RFID band that works for your locker room and also works for you know, the pool, the, I call it the pool, the lagoon bar. It's essentially a magic band in terms of functionality and how it's used at the uh, Blue Lagoon. So people get all nervous about this because they read that you have to get naked in front of people and all this other stuff. So let me just kind of tell you how our experience was. So um, Scott went into the male bathroom. We actually traveled with Scott's cousin and wife and two uh, girls. So all of the ladies went into the female room um, and then Scott and his cousin went into the male room and you're, you take your shoes off, you go into the locker room and then the wristband uh, locks your locker and you rinse off and then you put your swimsuit on. But you can, you don't have to be nude. You, and there's curtains and, and things like that. So for people that are really nervous about this or nervous about their kids, you still can maintain privacy. Um, the hardest part I thought was Isabel putting her bathing suit on a wet body because it's hard for a kid to kind of pull their bathing suit up. But um, I joke in our trip report that it caused a bit of a, quote, situation. But once we got into the waters of Blue Lagoon, Isabel totally forgot about that because she was with her two cousins and in this very cool thing. So you go into this... Yeah, you go into this foggy area. You enter the water on the inside. Yeah. There's like, there's a, a water door, if you will, where you it's enter. It's like an indoor-outdoor pool kind of thing, actually. Right, and you so you can get in and then go out a side door, which kind of goes through a, a man-made covered grotto. So you can kind of like slowly acclimate, acclimate to the uh, air temperature. While being in the extremely warm water. And there's some deep places and some really shallow places. So, so Isabel, good for all ages. Right. So Isabel was eight, and she st- still had a wonderful time. Um, I, of course, found my way immediately to the swim-up bar, <laughs> bought myself a sparkling wine and Scott a beer, um, which was cool because you just use your band to pay, and then you can drink it in the water, so you don't have to get out to enjoy it or anything like that. We just got one apiece, just essentially so we could say we did, because that was neat. Um, And so Isabel and her cousins were enjoying the, you know, swimming around and playing in the warm water. And the adults were finding the vat of silica mud that was meant for facials. But Scott decided to go from full bust up. Um, And he covered himself in this silica. (laughs) Which was comical. If you go ahead and go to our the blog post with the trip report, the picture is fairly scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a good time, and as did his cousin. How much do you think you'd pay for that on the ship? I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. So what we decided to do was at about quarter to two, we decided that we wanted to be on the 215 bus. So we got out, started to organize ourselves. We rinsed off. Um, we got a small snack. We... The Sanders family is very good at preparation, so um, we did not buy anything at the Blue Lagoon. 
we had our own, we usually come with cliff bars, protein bars, you know, um, some random things. You know, Isabel enjoys a chocolate mint quest bar. We, we come with those items. So typically, um, we don't have to, to purchase them. It's just kind of a money saving thing. We're not cheap. We just don't want to overpay, you know, $4 for a protein bar that we have at home. Um, so we've, we brought them along. Yes, we did bring them overseas because we had room for them. We also brought our own thermoses full of water too, uh, from the ship. So we got all situated. We checked out the gift shop. We sampled, we all sampled some Blue Lagoon hand cream because that, even Scott, that was on point. Um, we didn't purchase anything. Um, but we got on the 215 bus and we're back to the, um, DCL ship. So the other thing is, although we traveled in a group with Scott's cousins, we were definitely not the only DCL passengers on the bus. So that was cool to see that other people had booked on their own as well. We got back around 3 p.m. Um, and stopped and picked up some Icelandic chocolates and things from the gift shop there. But note that, you know, no issue with rushing to the ship, the ship leaving without us. And as long as you're smart and you're able to plan, it's not an issue. Um, I will say that there was a time when we went to San Juan on the Fantasy that the all aboard time was 4.30 and we did board the ship at 4.15. Sometimes I do kind of push the limit to get all of the time in port, but we, we are right there. So we've never had to run towards the ship and we we hope that that's, that that's not an issue. So, um, Isabel, do you have anything to add about the Blue Lagoon? Uh, no, not really. I covered it all? Mm, pretty much. Scott? I do have one important thing to talk about the Blue Lagoon. We all take cameras. Waterproof cameras are pretty common nowadays. GoPros. Um, if you drop something in the Blue Lagoon, you can't see it. There's zero visibility. In fact, it's probably negative visibility. Uh, I did drop our waterproof camera. Luckily, it was right by my foot, and I was able to pick it up. However, keep that in mind if you are taking a waterproof camera to, I don't know, either tie it on to your, tie it on somehow, bring a lanyard, or get one of those flotation devices for a camera. Because if you drop anything, it's going to be hard to hard to find. Good good point, Scott. Yeah, that's I agree with you. Um, the other thing was that I will mention that they wanted, and I don't remember the details, so please forgive me. But there was an issue about an age where kids had to wear water wings. I want to say it was nine or ten. Well, do you remember, Isabel? You had to be nine to not wear water wings, and you had to be eight or under two. Because in Reiki, uh, yeah, Reykjavik, you have to be, you learn how to swim in their schools. So at age nine, you're pretty much able to swim. Well, since Isabel is a Florida baby, she's been able to sl swim since about age four on her own, underwater and all that good stuff. And um, Isabel was eight and a half and not really interested in wearing the water wings so she was kind of able to not wear the water wings but just prepare if you have a child that's under nine 
that they may have to wear their watering. What she said is right. We did learn that when we were on the tour that the kids in Iceland wear, um, do learn to swim in school. So, so that was cool. And if you bring a long sleeve brush guard, you can easily hide it. That's why I got it. Well, we don't want to tell people how they can get around the rule, but <laughs> we, Isabel wears a rash guard because, again, being a Florida baby, we protect her from the sun, um, even with sunscreen. But we took it to Iceland. We took it to Iceland for kind of thermal purposes. We also took a wetsuit, too. And she didn't need the wetsuit in the Blue Lagoon because you know, the water was warm. It's just the situation when you get out. Um, and this was a cruise that there was no going into the pools on deck because there's no need, especially being for a Floridian. So, um, we were back on the ship done with Reykjavik and then it was off to our next port of call in Iceland, which Scott, do you want to, um, start talking about that? So the other Icelandic port of call on these cruises is Akureyri. I hope I didn't butcher that. No, that that sounds about right. Akureyri is at the uh, on the northern coast of Iceland, and part of the cool thing of sailing in and out, depending on your course, you do cross over the Arctic Circle, which, depending on the time and if you're awake and in a stateroom. A lot of people went and took pictures of the stateroom TV map with the uh, longitude and latitudes to mark the occasion. Our arrival time in Akureyri was later. We uh, did not really... It was one of those where you go out on deck in the morning and enjoy the sights as you sail in through the fjord during the morning after bre- between breakfast and lunch. We didn't really uh, tie up and get cleared until around, uh, I'd say noon. Yeah. This day I went ahead and, you know, hit the gym and then we went to go see inside out because we knew we were, it was going to be a while before we docked. And so, you know, we went up, you know, on deck so that we could kind of watch the fjords and things coming in. So that was, that was pretty, that was very pretty going into that. True Disney synergy. They were playing. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest on Funnel Vision. <laughs> you know, like they do. So, um, we we traveled with a few friends. You know, Scott's cousins were on this cruise. Some friends of ours, the Jarrett's were on this cruise. Um, you know, Scott had a few other folks that he knew on this cruise as well. Um, so, it was kind of cool because... It was a group sailing without being a group sailing. So um, our friends, the Jarrett's, had a few specific things that they wanted to see in Akureyri. So they organized a uh, private tour through Saga Tours. Um, Now this one is, I'm not able to compare to a Disney excursion because Disney didn't offer this. This one went to the um, Gadafos Waterfall and the Christmas House. And so this is a three-hour tour. Three-hour tour. Um, it was from 1230 to 330 and it was I want to say maybe $90 it it wasn't bad it was it was well um, it was a well-priced tour it was $90 for you and I okay per person so $180 and Isabel was free yeah yeah so so it was a good it was a good tour that the um, 
Garifos waterfall is, you know, one of their highlights. It was awesome. It was chilly. It was a little bit rainy. Uh, it was a beautiful sight. Our tour guide was a great local who was able to kind of show us landmarks along the way. Gummy, he was very, very good. Um, Isabel, yeah, you want to say something? Um, I wanted to touch snow. And he was actually being very nice and looking for a pile of snow near the road. He was being very nice. Poor Isabel. She's a Floridian, so she is kind of dying to see some snow. So, of course, we thought we were going to Iceland. Perfect. And Gummy said, had we had just been there a week or so beforehand, there would have been tons of snow um, because she just wanted to touch snow. So, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to, you know, she'll probably get that chance when we hit the glaciers in Alaska um, next year. But he, he was very, very good. So, we went to the waterfall. He shared with us um, some smoked salmon on some dark rye bread, which... I really enjoyed. I know that my family, you know, a lot of the group, the group that was with us, they thought it was kind of strong, but it was strong. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, it was robust. I pretty much like anything. So, um, so we drove down to the Christmas house, which we went past the airport. You know, it was great. The Christmas house was adorable. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Our friend Heather had kind of done the research and this is something she wanted to see. And this house was decorated with uh, ornaments and, you know, everything from the bathroom. I mean, it was great. Isabel, what did you think of the Christmas house in July? It was adorable. I mean, they had lots of fun, like souvenirs there. You had fun lots picking out your candy canes? Yeah, and lots of fun handmade stuff. Right, so... We wanted to get some handmade in Iceland ornaments, which we did. Um, and then Isabel picked out a couple candy canes, and then she got a little figurine. Um, and then Scott went exploring and found Grilla. Do you want to talk about Grilla, Scott? Yes. <laughs> According to Icelandic tradition, Grilla is used by adults to scare the kids into being good. And she has a little place in the basement of the Christmas house all to herself yep you you get to see her now we walked into this Christmas house and thought wow this what candle have they lit oh no it wasn't a candle it was a lamb shank that was hanging there some smoked meat um so that was funny so the Christmas house was great would have spent you know, another half an hour there if I had the time. Adjacent to the Christmas house was a another house that sold like honeys and jams and other other local fare, um, which was neat. Um, but what I wasn't hungry, but what our guests found, which looked amazing, was there was a snack stand that was selling waffles that were Rolled onto a stick, dipped in chocolate, rolled in coconut, topped with whipped cream, drizzled in caramel. Holy cow. They they looked good. They smelled good. But I just I just couldn't eat it. I mean, I just wasn't hungry. I, I will say the Christmas house is interesting. However, keep in mind it's more of a shopping experience versus a sightseeing nature walk. I mean, it's... I would, if I were to 
categorize it, it would be more of a shopping and food experience than, you know, anything else. But you can bring home an Icelandic souvenir from there. Absolutely. And they had a little extended little lighthouse and had the biggest advent calendar. And it you would li- it'll open little doors, little picture, and little, like, 24 days to Christmas, blah, 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 blah. That part was really cool. But, I mean, I enjoyed the Christmas house, and our port times in Akureyri weren't that long. Um, and since we weren't going to pay for the excursion that took you to the Arctic Circle, which I believe it got canceled because of wind or something like that. I believe it was a helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter tour. This was great. I, I have no regrets. Our tour guide was amazing. We had a wonderful time. Um, Gummy told us that local families bring their their families there too to the Christmas house for treats and photos, so that was good. So when the tour was over, we went ahead and he dropped us off downtown um, and pointed us to the bookstore with the free Wi-Fi, which was funny because you could see literally all the cruisers and and tourists there that were um, getting the free Wi-Fi, which was funny. So we walked up to a church and got some photos of the ship from there. And then walked through town back to the pier. Um, it was great. I thought it was a wonderful, a wonderful experience. I have to say, for our cruise, um, going to Norway and Iceland, that Iceland was certainly the highlight, highlight for me. And I enjoyed Reykjavik, but I really enjoyed Akureyri because it seemed like more old Iceland than modern Iceland. Plus, it was further north. And as much as I hate the cold and hate the weather, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Um, little add-on to Akiriri, there was, at the end, back, walking back onto the ship, Pat, when we walked past this little whale statue that was a tail, and it was adorable. It's like, made out of metal or something. Yes, you did enjoy the, the local artwork that was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also had what well, the big polar bear stuffed polar bears outside the uh, port gift shop, like big pillow chairs kind of thing where kids were yeah, it was laying around. Comfortable. Yeah, um, I think that that that's something that not many people can say that they've that they've gone to Iceland, and I'm thankful that we were able to have the opportunity to go and you know it's not a place that I would mind going back to, and Isabel. You were a year younger at that point, yeah. and what would you say about, were you bored? No, not at all. Not and really. you enjoyed going to Iceland? Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful, and you enjoyed seeing the sights? It was beautiful. And you enjoyed learning about the different cultures? Yep. There was one thing that Isabel and I were both sad about. What? We Tell didn't see about... puffins. Oh, yeah, that's right. I really liked puffins. Yeah, we They're didn't get cute. to see the puffins. I, th- I think we'll live. So it was good. Uh, Ekariri, Reykjavik, awesome. Would definitely do it again, but would definitely book my own tours um, 100%. Uh, I'm perfectly comfortable with not booking the cruise line tours. Um, there's a gift shop outside with the port docks, and it had lots of little things, too. It had, like, lots of scents, lots of kind of salt and some other stuff, and at the outside with the parable, polar bar, polar bear, I'm sorry, there was a little table with a bowl of this candy, 
Yeah, it was really good. The one of the things that are big selling points in, points in Iceland is the you know volcanic ash salt. So they have a lot of different salts that you can purchase. Um, they're big into the you know selling the silica masks for facials. You know for those sorts of things. They're their products lotion um that's something i have to say that i enjoyed the icelandic chocolate i brought a chocolate bar back for most people because their stuff is not full of as much sugar so the chocolate was good and while it was what i purchased was still milk chocolate and not dark chocolate it was not as sweet which i found refreshing so that was really cool it was very creamy chocolate yet not as sweet um, but yeah, I, I, Scott, final thoughts. I mean, I, I totally enjoyed Iceland. Absolutely. That's the reason I wanted to go on that itinerary in the first place. And it lived up to at least the hype, my own hype for the trip. So if any of you guys have any questions, um, and you're on the, on the cruise for this year in 16, or if you're planning on going in 17 about Reykjavik or Akureyri and you want to um, ask us, certainly you can you know tweet at Scott at the DCL blog or send him an email or leave him a voicemail. And we will, we will certainly, between the two of us, we can hopefully answer you. Yep. Three of us, I'm sorry. I don't want to forget about Isabel. Closing out. Our day in Akureyri did end with the uh, freezing the night away as we sailed out of the fjord. And it actually did prove to be a nice backdrop for the show. Although it, I don't know what, nine o'clock at night, it was still broad daylight, blue skies. Disney did time it on a good night to have it. Note that Isabel and I did not attend. Well, thanks for joining along in this second episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. We look forward to, uh, any listener feedback and any questions that you have, we've taken notes of some of the things that you guys have sent, and we will get to them. So we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening from Mrs. DCL Blog and Isabel. Hope you have a good night. You can connect with the show via the comments on the website, Twitter at the DCL Blog, or give us a call at 321-765-3252 with questions, comments, or feedback.